Okay, so you probably heard before about the uh, financial markets. Stocks, bonds, Federal Reserve, interest rates, yield, dividends, ETFs, Bitcoin. So very confusing, right? Uh, normally people don't want to understand these concepts because they're very boring and actually very technical. And finance has this stereotype in which guys in suits, probably all men, talk about the market uh, in a very like cheerful uh, way that nobody understands. What if I tell you that almost everything that happens every day affects your money? So now you're probably thinking, who is this guy? And why should I hear him uh, talk about the market? Well, let me present myself. My name is Cesar Nunez. I'm from Chile. Uh, I'll be one of the hosts of this podcast. Uh, I have a master in finance. And I have experience also as a financial risk analyst in the financial industry in my country. The objective, the, the objective of this space is to help you understand the financial markets and finally try to motivate you to invest. So, Suited for Everyone is uh, this new podcast in which we try to explain uh, all this technical and boring stuff in a more relaxed way. So we're going to have uh, two formats uh, that we're going to be dealing uh, in, in this uh, podcast. The first one is the one that you're hearing right now which is called Breaking It Up, that will provide information about a certain topic in a short format like this one, or a relaxed conversation like, uh, you know, you're talking with your pals in an after office, uh, and you're probably uh, talking about work, which is what finance guys do after work, they talk about work. Uh, probably it's going to include uh, a guest, maybe, um, we're going to talk about news, um, different market topics, uh, mostly news because finance is very news related, but um, we're going to try to make it uh, uh, as fun as possible. The second program that we're going to have for this podcast, it's called Tying Up, as a tie you use in a suit, and uh, which consists in a summary of news and a respective comment and explanation of this news from the last week. And uh, some stuff that could be interesting for uh, next week. This is going to be on Sunday. And uh, the breaking it up, uh, probably uh, depending on the week, could be on a Monday or a Wednesday, normally. Okay, now that we know each other, let's start. Uh, when, when you start talking about investment... There is this preconception, this idea that uh, there is a not, uh, there is not a lot uh, of investment alternatives. But the truth is, there is a vast gamma of options to choose. The reality is that investing uh, has this no that has this notion uh, of being like a rich people game. But now it's like everyone's game. There are some caveats that you that you could take in consideration. But normally people get stuck with their knowledge about saving account, short-term fixed deposit. Um, if you're a little bit more knowledgeable, you use mutual funds. Although uh, people tend to misunderstand what mutual funds are because uh, people think that the alternative of mutual funds are very limited, which are not. And uh, the use of word mutual led them to believe that you're sharing like something with someone else which uh, it's kind of true but we can we can uh, 
elaborate more on that later. Financial markets normally are these unknown, scary beasts uh, for most of the population. And when uh, I start asking people uh, that previously, uh, previously invested, uh, they start talking about these traumatic stories about uh, how in a couple of days they start losing money and, and they keep losing money and the thing never, never went up. And at the end of this catharsis, uh, people look at me in the eyes and they say, so, I know that you know some stuff. I know that I have to save money. So, what is your recommendation and when should I start? Uh, after that, I normally uh, I normally tell them, okay, uh, wait, 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 wait five minutes. Let me let me gather my thoughts about what the, the tragic story that you already told me. And uh, normally I take a big breath. I sit down with the, the person and my speech starts with the following. And this is going to be like a, probably a more standard speech that I use. So I start with this. Let's assume that you just finished your degree. Normally I deal with people from my age, I'm 28, or it's been a while since you finished. Nice. It could be like our uncle, uh, one of my aunts, uh, even uh, my my grandma once asked me about this stuff. Uh, you start working and maybe uh, you work a lot of time and you don't have time to do research for investment. Uh, you have a lot of money saved and uh, you don't have any clue how to investment, how to invest this money. Maybe you just think uh, investing is confusing, it's boring, or it's too complicated. Maybe you just want to invest a tiny amount of money to test the waters to see if you, if you can win a little bit or not lose. Or simply uh, you want to learn. So you may be asking yourself right now, what is the best start and what is the best time to start investing? And my answer always is yesterday. And they get kind of confused after that. They start looking at me and say, yeah, but uh, sh should I go back in time? And uh, people look at me and they say, well, if I didn't do it, what should I do? And then my answer is, do it now or tomorrow as soon as possible because timing the market beats timing the market so the more time that you spend uh, actively investing it's better that you say oh I'm gonna buy this because I'm gonna take advantage of this price level more on that uh, later on and the second question that they, they ask after that is okay Uh, you, you you have a point. Maybe maybe I should start investing. So, um, in what should I invest? Um, well, that's a little bit more complicated story uh, or answer actually. But if you aren't convinced yet about the importance of investment, let me elaborate and then we'll come back to the second question. So, uh, according to some study uh, from a big uh, channel in uh, the US called CNBC, there is an estimation that in the next 25 years, $68 trillion dollars will be transferred from baby boomers 
aka our parents, to millennials or Gen Z people. This represents the biggest transfer of money in human history. And guess what? That money probably has to be invested somewhere. I mean, if you have a heritage, you have to somewhat maintain it or avoid losing money, right? And there is a possibility that you, young man that is here in this podcast, this podcast uh, will have to be in charge of that. You have kind of uh, a, a lot of possibilities about that. You can either do it yourself. You can either hire a financial advisor that will charge you uh, a spleen or a kidney for doing it. Or uh, you start learning how to do it yourself. How about that? So, uh, in Investopedia, one of the uh, biggest uh, dictionaries for finance, they did this, um, how do I say it, survey. Okay, about the retirement reasons and, uh, to invest in millennials. So they said that um, millennials prioritize uh, investment over uh, paying down debt, which is kind of weird because you have to avoid interest and then you have to like invest. And they believe that the first uh, reason to invest is retirement, which is kind of good because now you see that probably uh, uh, one of the members of your family probably uh, has some issues with retirements because they didn't planify their retirement so they're now uh, planning to retire and keep working uh, 64% believe that retirement is one of the biggest reasons to invest 56% uh, believe that investment uh, means or could be translated on living comfortably 53% believe that uh, feeling financially secure is one of the biggest reasons to invest. And 44% uh, it's about maximizing my wealth and being the richest man alive. Despite that, uh, 46% say that they aren't saving enough. And the number one activity that they say that they need to do more of is investing, which is contradictory for sure. 39% expect to be forced to work beyond retirement age, but you are 28. What are you thinking about that? And you're not uh, saving or investing. And 12% uh, of the people from this survey don't contribute to any retirement fund at all. So, yeah, things are not looking good right now. How about the financial knowledge? Let me see if uh, we can do better here. So, uh, the people that feel more knowledgeable are five times more likely to feel confident about making financial decisions. Okay. Those who feel confident are three times as likely uh, to say that they are highly engaged with their personal finances. And those who are engaging uh, daily with their personal finances are two times as likely to be knowledgeable. But only 37% of millennials feels knowledgeable. So why, if you are young, you're not learning about this game called investing in you know, financial markets. I mean, I get it that it's boring, it's confusing, but you still have to do it. Okay, so the last question, uh, and it's interesting about this uh, this survey, is that millennial no millennials know that they should invest, but they are overwhelmed. So for them, 
Investing is in the bright side, responsible, smart, and necessary. But on the other side, like the dark side, it's intimidating, risky, overwhelming, and complicated. So, the conclusion is that knowledgeable millennials are significantly more likely to select the positive associations and significantly less likely to select negative associations. So, it's like when you have a video game and you know how to play it. Of course, you're more confident because you play it well. So you try to win it and be uh, better at the game uh, as the time passes. So, uh, what about if I tell you that the current evolution of the internet now allows us to have a lot of information that in the past was really hard to get. Uh, there are communities of users with the intention of gather knowledge and share experience about the financial markets. You can see that uh, in the last uh, in February 2021 with the GameStop and AMC uh, success. You can Google that. It's it's fairly interesting about this community on Reddit. They start doing this financial advice. Uh, they start sharing like using uh, a weird terminology about the financial market. But it was it was fun to see. Uh, and, and now they're they're keep doing that, uh, not with great success, but at least they are like doing something for the financial uh, education. Um, the thing about this group is that they, they share the desire of being part of the financial markets. Institutions, uh, this institution, the financial market, that look like a golf club uh, where only rich people could participate. Uh, in, in my country, was like that. Now, with little amount of money, there are apps like Robinhood, Weeble, Etoro, to mention some, that allow you to be part of investment, changing the previous standard that using the classic Wolf of Wall Street uh, stuff, like you have to call your broker and the broker has to like uh, type this in a, in a paper and pass it to the back office and then do all the transactions. Another modern inclusion to market is uh, fractional shares. It's uh, fairly easy when you say, oh, which company do you like to invest? And normally people say, oh, I, I would like to invest in Google. You go see the price of Google and it's uh, over $2,000. And you say, no, it's too expensive. How, how could people uh, invest in Google if it's too expensive? So fractional shares allow you to uh, buy high quality stocks with just a fraction of it. You can buy uh, $20 of Amazon stock price. Or which is over two thousand dollars on Google too. Uh, just this tiny amount, which is like very good for this uh, new investor. The inclusion of this uh, new type of investor create um, opportunities to, of course, uh, fake news, especially in social media. You have these uh, influencers uh, that relieve like this false information. So this platform allows uh, to create these opinions, true or false, about uh, financial results. And normally people that tend to be more uh, sketchy present themselves as financial gurus with uh, big mansions that are not them, are not, uh, they, they, they don't own, and uh, Ferraris and all this stuff. And probably... Uh, one of these kids or one of these 
people uh, won a lot of money in a short amount of time in a very risky asset and that is not the way to do it. I mean, uh, so uh, when people tend to see this stuff, like, oh, I, I did like this amount of money, people start getting like anxious because they think, oh, I should, I should make the same amount of money. Why, why this guy can do it and why uh, I'm not doing anything about it? So, I came here to destroy uh, this, uh, this myth and tell you uh, some common tips that you can apply for your investment. First, the most important one, uh, investing is a marathon. You're here for approximately, in the, the worst case, 40 years of your working career. So if you burn your energy too fast or you win money too fast, it's probably that uh, you will lose your money uh, fast too. So uh, the recommendation is first, don't follow all these financial gurus. Uh, follow like people that are kind of respectable. There, there, are, there is a lot of information that you can find. Uh, if you have time and you want to learn, do your own research about the companies that you want to buy. But if time is a constraint for you, follow the, uh, the, the, the thing that I call the Warren Buffett approach. Uh, Warren Buffett said that uh, one person can uh, grow their money just investing in an index fund. So there is these things called index funds when uh, it's like a, a stock that emulates the movement of an index fund. So you have, for example, in the US, the NASDAQ, which is technology. You have the S&P 500, which is uh, the 500 uh, biggest companies of the US. Uh, you have probably your local index. For example, uh, um, uh, you have the IBEX in uh, Spain. You have the, the Nikkei from Japan, for to, to mention some. So you can, it's probably that you're gonna find an index fund that emulates a particular in, particular index. So Warren Buffett said that if you constantly invest money in this index fund, your money is gonna grow naturally. Why? Because, for example, in the U.S., uh, the S&P 500, in average, grows as seven to eight percent, which is a lot. So if you start compounding this, it's gonna be way higher than you expect because there is a snowball effect. But what if this Warren Buffett approach uh, results too simple for you? Where well, uh, there are alternatives. There is uh, one thing called uh, passive investing, which is that you have a mutual fund Uh, or a ETF or a stock and you start like throwing money and then you forget that it exists but you, you keep throwing money monthly in that and there is uh, active investing which is like you watch your portfolio every day you start looking so at, at some opportunities some stuff which is like more complicated there are a lot of more risks involved and it's a way more advanced uh, strategy You have to be considered also uh, the, the, the time horizon that you're gonna invest. You can invest in a short term, which is gonna be probably, if the, the typical short term investment is, hey, I have this uh, money that I want to invest, but I'm gonna use it like three months. Where should I put it? So there are like these 
uh, invest these mutual funds that I don't know if they're everywhere. They probably are everywhere. There are called uh, money markets that tries to like create. A, it's a very safe investing, so you can do that, or uh, you can invest in dividend in dividend uh, investing dividend uh, funds ETFs. Dividends are the stuff that uh, uh, like give you a price for having this stock so if you have it they're gonna give you a price and they're not normally the uh, the etfs but the dividend stocks are very uh, constant in their in their price so it's a it's a great reward and they um normally get you like if in between three and five percent a yearly you can be more aggressive um uh, you can uh, invest in in very aggressive stuff like technology is very it's a very aggressive strategy and you can be more conservative and conservative uh not necessarily is a bad thing but you uh, normally conservative stocks are these uh, companies that are, have them for like ages in the market for example one of them is coca-cola which warren buffett also invests uh you also have to consider your age if you're young you should invest more aggressively if you're uh kind of uh more older but older not uh, you should invest in something more conservative to avoid losing money so yeah the the the, the answer is not is not that easy about what you, you should invest uh about some more tips uh that i'm gonna throw you so throw you some tips uh don't invest in something that you don't know or you are unaware of uh how it works For example, everyone is talking about this Bitcoin stuff. That I, I know what it is, for sure. But if you don't know what Bitcoin is, what crypto is, how it works, uh, you should invest on it, for sure. Even though if your neighbor is like winning money with this Bitcoin, crypto stuff, you, should, you shouldn't invest if you don't understand how, the, how it works. So uh, a good practice is to also... Uh, invest in what you like if you like for example gaming you can invest in EA Activision uh, Nvidia or AMD which creates computer if you are an expert for example in biotechnology you, there are a lot of stocks that are about biotechnology you can like read the science behind which I don't understand for sure But you can take advantage of your knowledge and invest and win some money about that. You can invest in real estate. You can invest. There is a, a insane amount of possibilities about that. So uh, what I told you before, invest constantly in amounts that you can. Uh, normally, the pension funds force you to, in some countries, force you to uh, invest monthly. But there is this snowball effect, a snowball effect that uh, can benefit you in the long term so my, your money is growing uh, in an exponential way every year so what you will end up uh, doing is like you're going to be saving and uh, with money that you normally uh, are going to be saved uh, it's going to be saved and invested and uh, you're going to avoid inflation and what is this inflation that you're talking now uh, inflation is uh, when a country normally grows Uh, prices tend to go up so that's why for example there are um, countries which are more expensive than others for example London uh, are, it's more expensive because they have a 
higher uh, level of life so they, they have uh, this stuff uh, normally in this uh, context that I'm talking right now which is April of 2022 we're in a high inflation context so probably investing is like a good idea because if you don't invest and you leave your uh, money in your savings accounts in your uh, debit card in, the, in, in your pillow save you're gonna be losing uh, purchasing power because inflation is gonna start eating your purchasing power because prices are gonna go up but you're gonna still have the same amount of money so investing is a, a thing in which you can avoid that real estate is one of the biggest uh, inflation hedge that you can find also gold is one of the biggest inflation hedge that you can find so uh, now that I got your attention there are some things that you have to do before start investing. First, you have to uh, pay your debt. You can't start investing after you pay your debt. So uh, you have to pay credit card as soon as possible. Avoid the minimum payment because uh, if not, uh, interest is gonna start eating yourself, eating you. Um, you have to, if you want to. This is not necessary. There are people that not, that. that don't do this stuff. Is uh, uh, track your uh, spendings. How much do you spend? And uh, so you avoid uh, investing something that you really need. And um, one of the recommendations, in case you are working, this is just in case you are working. I have something called a emergency fund, which is like normally your everything is going good, but then it starts going good so it start going it, it start going uh, wrong so for example you are like very happy and uh, one of your legs uh, you, you you sleep and uh, you broke your ankle and you have to like take money that you don't have or you don't have right now to pay that so an emergency fund uh, helps you deal with that um, normally people recommend that an emergency fund should uh, be around six uh, salary, six months of salary. So in case you are unemployed, you have six months to find another job. Or in case you get sick, you can use this emergency fund to uh, pay for this sickness. But okay, now uh, if at this point you're very motivated, I welcome you to this uh, crazy, wacky world of investing. It's gonna be a wild ride. Uh, I'll tell you for sure. I've been here for since 2018, so it's been almost four years. Uh, and one of the things that I want to do, take you home, is that none of this can be understood as a financial advice. It only serves as education purposes and entertainment content. So I hope this. Uh, was a good introduction to financial markets uh, please follow us uh, subscribe uh, take the uh, uh, recommend us to your friends uh, we, we only want want to do like some financial education which is very needed in these times so don't get me wrong and uh, about the second questions uh, as I, I think that Everyone has a different answer about it. So if you have any questions, you can contact us uh, by Instagram at uh, suited for everyone. Yeah. And uh, that's it. Um, 
subscribe and uh, <laughs> invest in your future, whatever that means for you. <laughs>